If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. We say things that don't mean anything, but thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to We Say Things, episode 96, powered by Elgato. Thank you, Elgato, one of my favorite companies of all time, and I'm not just saying that, Cinderin. They have sent us these beautiful microphones, the Wave 3 microphone, and I'm not going to lie, they're USB, and I was hesitant because I have this whole professional setup from before, but they're like, just just give it a try, and if you don't like it, you know, you don't have to use it. It's literally better than my professional setup. I I, I genuinely don't even understand. Um, so thank you. to. They also sent me a stream deck and used some stuff, and they are awesome, so some thank lights. you very much. Yes, uh, there's a link in the description of the video, and there's also a link underneath the stream. If you guys click it, it helps us. Thank you. You can look at their products, which they have a lot of cool stuff. So definitely check it out, Cinderin. Check it out. Yeah, uh, I'm also. I'm honestly, I'm also really impressed with this mic. Um, and on top of that, this is <laughs> this is kind of a a separate thing to, or a bit, maybe an unexpected thing to give praise for, but. Um, Maruna was unpacking this and setting it up for me uh, because she absolutely loves setting up stuff like this. She loves setting up tech. And I'm like, cool, then I don't Are have to Are you sure it's it. not because you're incredibly um, lazy? No, well? that is not the reason, actually, for once. Okay. I mean, that is also true, but that is not the reason, if mm. that makes sense. Yes. Um, and she was like, make sure to shout them out for their packaging, of all things. She was like, give them a shout out for their packaging because everything is cardboard except like one little plastic bag or whatever. So it's super recyclable, which she thought was a great statement to make in this day and age. So I wanted to mention that not because she said it, but because it's also something I think is really good. So yes, thank you for good sending job us on the packaging. Elgato. cardboard. That's, that's we appreciate good. it. Thank you again. Okay. So let's get started with our patron shout outs as per Norm Cinderman. Uh, I believe that you've been taking the, f- second half lately so i will allow you to begin mm-hmm. this okay episode. i i shall start oh it looks like we have some new names oh this is going to be great yeah the top half always has the good ones okay uh thank you guys thank you terra arcanum dragon knight no not that one available now on amazon.com rated 4.5 out of 5 stars damn this is a great way to get ads into our podcast <laughs> tell contar prime this episode is sponsored by gabe newell's OnlyFans page. Dude, if only. Outside of a dog, a book is a man's best friend. Inside of a dog is my favorite hat. <laughs> New game, <laughs> pretend Sinneran is an actor, and you are talking about his films, but always incorrectly. For example, Sinneran blew a sling blade. That sounds, Dude, that's a game that's, for you. I can't you make references. You don't even know what that means, but that does no. sound pretty funny. Shakar, Boyko, Boyko Ustavka Mutro. The Megapope, how do you watch in Bruges on audio only? TI in New Zealand. Zan Xavier, Suns fan Pudge, Omega Lol. Nate Thicko, 01 Hamscroats. Bacon, no, not that bacon, the other bacon. 
and pretending to be an Uber Eats driver while I show up on Matumba Man's front door while gorilla death gripping my Schmeet. Okay, next, you're Shannon. You're up. Thank you also <laughs> to Lick Shark TM, the Ben Jackson and Ben Broomhead Alliance, Novi Panda, Dop, Eating Chosnick Makes You Happy and Healthy, Mr. Underscore Man. Spreading COVID-19 at an alarming rate by attending the weekly Ben Alliance meetings. Pitch Black, Wooden Aftertaste, Done Talk, Dyslexic Lawyer, Anonymous. Peter, did you know that because horses' eyes are on the side of their head, they're capable of seeing nearly 360 degrees at once? I knew that, actually. I did not. Thank you for that hopefully true fact. Did I know that? And also thank you to Ronnie Keel, as always. Appreciate you guys. Did I know that? Is that even true? Or is he trolling us? Yes, go look it up now. Very important to get this out of the way so that we can actually start the podcast. Uh, okay, so first things first, I talked about Horses this Horses have last a range week. of vision of about 350 degrees. Okay. Wow, that's impressive. That's pretty sick. That's really impressive. Uh, so the artifact thing from last week, I sent a private, unlisted video to Gabe Newell himself about five days ago. Yep. No no response, but it does have 20 views. So it might have been passed around the office either to laugh at me or to potentially do the unthinkable and restart development. Very unlikely, but no response yet. I've gotten a lot of messages about it, so just wanted to give you guys a heads up. Uh, but something I am working on, I'd like to announce this right now. This is the big announcement of the week. Of course, now the artifact is kind of dead in the water, and we aren't getting that artifact $1 million tournament, but luckily you guys have me, so you'll get the next best thing. So, announcing the Artifact Foundry International this Sunday, March 21st at 9 a.m. PST, which is 17 CET for all you Euros out there. It's going to be eight of the top players in the entire game right now. I know there's going to be a bunch of jokes, but there's only eight players. But trust me, these guys are good. Single limb, best of three. It's going to be draft format, not constructed. And all of the winner, or sorry, it's an all for one type of thing where the the winner itself takes everything. And it's a prize of 4.2 million Iranian reals, which equates to about $100. So there's some money involved. You you can, of course... (laughs) You can, of course, find the coverage here on this channel, the Twitch channel, that is twitch.tv slash sunsfantv. And if the tournament is even somewhat popular, uh, we'll have an open version for more people to join, not just invite only. Uh, the reason we're not doing it that way is because I think showcasing it at the highest level while still kind of keeping it newbie friendly is going to be the goal. And that's probably the best way to go about it. And also doing open tournaments is a lot of work. So we'll Do you see think you goes. could get a sponsorship from Iran in raising awareness of their currency? Like, it I sounds mean, like I a am, pretty good investment for them. I am half Iranian, so I might have some hookups there, Cinderin. They might not be too big of fans of Americans, though, so you might have to do a lot of the legwork, if I'm being honest, um, mm. in terms of the government, that is. People love Americans. Anyway, uh, for people that maybe are looking into potentially trying out the new Artifact Foundry, I revived temporarily <laughs> the Artifact Cinema channel, and I made two videos, one of which is a very basic tutorial kind of thing where 
if you've literally never played Artifact, you should watch it to see if you'd like uh, playing it or watching it. And then the other video is for people that only played Artifact 1, tells you about the differences between 1 and 2. I'll put those links in the description of uh, the YouTube video. So hopefully we'll see you all there. Again, 4.2 million Iranian reals. So about 100 bucks. It's Sunday, March 21st, 9 a.m. PST, 17 CET. The Artifact International, Cinderin. I'm doing it. Valve's not doing the International Artifact. I am. Okay? The thing is, if you just do 10,000 of that tournament in a row, then you've made the TI, actually. So It's true. Just 30 years straight with that tournament every day. And we're there. We can do it, guys. We can do if, it. If we do it, like, then Valve would have been like, it was good we didn't do it because the community did it themselves. So, there you go. Yeah, Valve would be actually be happy about that. That's true. Who's going to host the next tournament on the 22nd? I can do it. I'll do it every day. How about that? How many Riyadh is that? Riyadh. 10,000 times 4 point... What do you say? You said Riyadh. That's the capital of Saudi Arabia. It's Riyadh. Oh, what was it called? Riyadh. Riyadh. Sorry, Riyadh. Yes. Real, you said 4.2 million times 10K? Mm-hmm. Dude, that sounds like a state budget. We can do it. Okay, so let's get started with the actual episode. Uh, so this is the drama of the week, I guess you could say. The DPC teams, or some of them, I should say, have signed a joint statement. Uh, I'll let you read this since I have some stuff to say as well. The yep. joint okay. Dota article, if you don't mind, good sir. Just the, just the one quote, yeah? Okay. Uh, The planning and preparation for the Singapore major has been an ongoing process for several months, supported directly by the Singaporean government. We're confident that every step is being taken to ensure health and safe the health and safety of everyone involved, and are looking forward to putting a great show on a great show for the fans, and excited to see the return of LAN events. Signed, Alliance, EG, Fnatic, Navi, Neon, OG, Team Liquid, Nigma, Team Secret, and Virtus Pro. Note. OG did not make it to the major, but wanted to show their support nonetheless. Right. So it's OG and nine qualified teams. One, two, three, four, five, eight, six, seven, or eight, nine. Is it nine? nine. OG and nine. Okay. So I don't even know where to begin with. This is such a weird topic. So first and foremost, for me personally, I mean, it's not like I got a bunch of tweets about this. It was just mostly Reddit. So I just wanted to kind of clear the air because... You and I talked about this because we got some messages from some, some people that weren't too happy, right? Uh, and I got a lot of pushback uh, specifically. So I would say the TLDR, before I get into the detail here, don't shoot the messenger. So for the most part, I'm, I'm just repeating what several other people told me, their feelings. And it's not like it was one or two people. It was several people, all from different teams, okay? Now, mm-hmm. this joint statement... I mean, if you think about it, the joint statement kind of backs up exactly that because it's not all the teams. Uh, and OG's on there for some random reason. And apparently the joint statement wasn't even sent to every team, which is also kind of weird. Um, but I think people kind of got the... I don't know how, if you got messages as well because it was me that said all this stuff on the last podcast. But uh, there was like this notion that I didn't want the major to happen. Now, I'm going to ask you, because we haven't talked about it. Did, did you get that feeling as well? No. I'm trying to where, understand where that came from. No. Okay, so... I got the feeling that the teams that said they don't want the majors to happen did not want it to happen. Not you. Right. So... Right. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it, or at least not it, in the... What to say? At least not in the... 
presented version or whatever. Right. I mean, it, it's hard for about. me to look at other people's perspective. I'm not saying I'm right all the time, but I, I felt like I made it kind of clear that I'm I repeating so what sources said. But I mean, in terms of the notion that I'm not wanting the major to happen, that's completely untrue. I feel like people are kind of jumping to conclusions. Uh, the major, I think I speak for a lot of people. It's extremely important for Dota. If it doesn't happen, then I mean, there's. it's not saying that TA won't happen necessarily, but it puts it at risk at the very least. And even as is with that statement coming out from those teams, or from me technically on behalf of some of those teams, I don't think there was enough traction for the, to derail anything anyway. I feel like this was kind of a formality in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. But having said that, um, I still am a little bit concerned with the two-day uh, warranty, <laughs> the two-day <laughs> quarantine. Um, and I think that's okay. It's I think it's possible for somebody to want the major to happen, but still be very concerned with this 48-hour period, which seems really weird. And the fact that, you know, other teams are kind of being overlooked in terms of like practice time, travel time, things of that nature. I think that's fine to be critical. You um, should always be allowed to be critical of stuff, even stuff you like. Like, if we can't do that, like, think about it. One of the things we do the most on this podcast is criticize Valve, but that's because we love the game so much that we want them to be good, right? So exactly. if we feel yeah. like they're not putting it up to the level that they are capable of, we want to give our criticism and our suggestions. So it will be the same with everything, including the majors. Like if there's something that is concerning, that doesn't necessarily mean we have the solution, but we can at least point out if there's something that, you know, is that we have an opinion on. So right. it should and be I everyone's think, right to be critical I mean, I, like that. I could have read it the wrong way. No pun intended with Reddit, I guess, but... I feel like you are kind of exempt in this conversation a bit because nobody's really, I mean, I wouldn't say no people are going after me necessarily, but uh, I have had this history. I feel like it's me specifically uh, because I've had a history of kind of speaking up about things when I feel it's morally justified uh, that end up hurting mm. my career. Like I make some stupid decisions being honest, but I feel like there's some integrity in that, right? Like just off the top of my head, examples are, I'm not going to go into detail on any of these. The noob from UA thing, do you remember that? Where I criticized mm -hmm. him for like taking yeah. videos. Everybody just shredded me. And then literally a month later, the exact same thing happened to Zai, and it was completely in Zai's favor. I love Zai as well. He's he's a cuddly boy. I understand. Maybe I'm just prickly or something in my old age. But then Maybe there was the... shave. That's true. I've had a beard the whole time. That is true. I started Dota with a beard. So Same. I think I might look scarier if I'm being... I scared the shit out of my girlfriend when I shaved my beard one day. So... Maybe not the best, but other things that I've talked about and in, on the pod podcast before, there was this big, I don't know if call it drama, but remember the TI workshop stuff with the talent getting chess in? Yeah. You, me, and LD were very uh, critical of Valve during that time. Like, we talked to them all the time. Mm -hmm. I feel like that could be wrong. I feel like that hurt my career personally because I'm less untouchable than the, the Cinderins and LDs of the world. Um, and then there's a few other things that I guess I shouldn't really bring up that's happened amongst like the talent that I've spoken up about that pretty much all of them should know about at this stage, but probably not best to bring it up. So the point is I have a track record of doing this. And now this is a great mm -hmm. example because me doing this, me just reporting something that's being sourced to me, I probably won't even get invited to another PGL event. Like I wouldn't even be surprised about that. But I mean, that's okay. If that's the way it's going to be, then that's kind of the way it's going to be. But I think at the end of the day, like it's all about being self-critical and just understanding like, I think that's the the thing I'm best at. I'm very uh, self-deprecating, but at the same time, I think I'm good at looking at, not to make this about me, by the way, I feel like this is very uh, 
maybe too on the nose, but uh, I'm kind of this guy that's very transparent about pretty much everything. And like you brought up, I think me specifically, can you think of any talent that's active <laughs> in the scene that is more critical of Valve than me? Can you literally, th- I'm like literally anybody. I don't think so. So, and then there's this whole side thing going on where apparently I'm a shill as well for Valve. And I'm just like, I mean, it's that's the best. Fucking the comical. best thing. The best thing is, I always find this so funny. Like when you read comments on wherever it is, but especially on Reddit, where people think that, like, it's a lot of the time that it's one entity that's writing a comment, right? So it's like, but but last time this guy did this, you guys thought this, and now you think this, and it's like, well, maybe it's just you know different people, and when it's their opinion that's being voiced, they're more likely to write a comment, you know, like right. It's not yeah, it's, it's not rocket science that th- there's a lot of people on this site. Not everybody reads everything. Not everybody interacts with all the content, and the opinion of the day in quotation marks or whatever you want to call it can change just based on which people give, give it the most traction. So it's always going to be the the vocal majority of the site or whatever you want to call it on that specific issue that gets the most traction. Yeah. Um, so it's very like, depending on what you're saying and when, it, even when it gets posted makes a really big difference, right? Like which region is awake? Well, it's funny because if I, like, so. this is just a random example. If one person posts something, like forget about time of day and who you're reaching, right? One person says something, another person says the exact same thing but that person is, for whatever reason, just looked like they're given the benefit of the doubt for some reason. It can be a completely different opinion, even if it's the same people having those opinions, right? Yeah. So it's just interesting that there's a segment of people that just assume I'm trying to fuck people over. I'm like, <laughs> what? <laughs> like, it's literally, I am the complete opposite. Anyway, I don't want to keep talking about me. I feel like I'm going off. No, but I, I do think that's a really important thing to to like make very clear here is that we don't really have anything to gain by things failing, right? Like right. we want things to succeed. We're not doing this for like personal gain. We're not like criticizing stuff because haha, now we feel good about ourselves and this is gonna grow our podcast or whatever. Like it's not, that's not the point. The point is to voice opinions and make it, this is what, you know, is should be discussed because it's the important news of the game. And because we care about the game, that is what we're going to be talking about. So like, we want the game to succeed as much as possible. So, yeah, we're not, like, we're neither shills nor haters. We're just trying to give our subjective opinions on topics and try to, you know, start a discussion and hopefully get things better. Yeah, That's so, pretty much it. That's what the show's about, right? So for this topic in particular, I, I mean, I'm fairly confident the major will occur. Hopefully there's no issues with like the safety protocol stuff that's happening. And again, I, f- I feel like some teams are definitely being overlooked a bit, um, which, so here's the thing. I've run some third, I've run a lot, of, you and I even, have run a bunch of third-party tournaments before. There is this kind of, what's the best way to, to put this? You can be taken hostage. I'm not saying this is happening in this particular tournament, but you can be taken hostage by some of the top teams that they can just demand everything and you kind of have to just cater to everything they do because they bring the viewers, right? And there's definitely that element for third-party tournaments. But for, like, a major, I feel like that isn't, shouldn't at least be a thing at all. You should get a consensus. You should get a majority, whatever the case, you know. Uh, hmm. So 
again, there's a lot of stuff that I don't even know behind the scenes, but this is just stuff I'm being told. So um, hopefully it works out and the major is hopefully a success. And the major is soon as well, right? Let's not forget that. Weeks, it's actually right? coming up really soon. Yeah, yeah, it's... it's like in a week and a half that it starts. Let me find the exact start date of the group stage. The groups start March 27th. Two days after the anime is released. Yep. Which I will watch on day one, and you will probably watch the next year. You'll probably watch so one people, episode. No, I'm going to watch it day one. But here's the thing. So people okay. are going to watch the anime, and they're going to be like, wow, this is a great anime. I wonder what the game is like. And then the major comes out, and they're like, fuck, it's nothing like the anime. That's true. The, Good or the bad. art style. Good or bad. The art style. We didn't really talk about this, but the art style is like totally different. With what, like, it's if you're seeing different. it for the first time, and then you go to League of Legends, that kind of makes sense that transition, but not really Dota, right? I wonder if that's going to turn anybody off. Anyway, uh, next topic, Cinder Man. It's going to be great no matter what. I'm hyped. Me too. How big of a letdown would that be if it just sucks ass? <laughs> I would be so crushed. Oh. Looking so much forward to that. I'll just say going in, like my expectations of this is not that I will be completely blown away and it will be the best thing ever. But I think based on the people that they have for it, like they've definitely made sure to hire a studio and hire voice actors that are held in kept in very high regard, right? So it's not like it's not like you've just taken the cheapest solution and whatever, let's just have something. This looks like it's set up to be quality, right? Right. and I, at, I'm at not the very gonna least, lie, the investment part seems to be. I feel like I maybe hyped myself up a little too much because I just finished watching, like just yesterday, the night before, I finally finished Legend of Korra, which is the same studio. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. It's really fucking good. Both that and even though it's a different studio, The Last Airbender, they're connected. Both mm-hmm. extremely good. So that's probably too high. I, I'm going to put it down a peg and that's what I'm kind of expecting. Hopefully I'm you know, surprise. But next thing on the list, Cinderin, uh Overwatch, Dota Overwatch, that is, <laughs> we would never talk about that other garbage game, has been updated a couple times. Um, yep. One very specific change that was made, obviously, because Ice Frog and company watches us. You can now uh, report people for matchmaking abuse, for smurfing, Cinderin. Isn't that amazing? Uh, is this for smurfing, though? Are we reading this the same way? What else would it mean? Player, okay, matchmaking the, so abuse. So the category is called manipulating matchmaking, boosting, or similar behavior. Yes. So in my interpretation, these two things are not the same. So matchmaking manipulation is where you have, for example, a player in the other team. You queue at the same time, you have a player on each side, and one player just feeds down mid to boost the MMR of the other guy, right? Like you're just manipulating the system. That's matchmaking abuse. Boosting is that you are playing somebody else's account or, but, and this is where it's like impossible, right? It's impossible to distinguish between a boost and a smurf as a player in the, within the game, right? You don't know who owns the account. So if you see someone smurfing, you could probably report for this, but if it turns out the guy is smurfing, that is not technically an abuse in this category because it's not boosting. Boosting is playing someone else's account for them. So and I look at or this... similar behavior is like, what does that category even Exa- mean? That well, could mean similar behavior is kind of the catch-all. That's the way I look at it. So yeah, right. you're technically right on these other two, but I think it's all smart. I don't know why. Again, I don't know if smart is even an official word. Used. That's the thing here, right? We th- my True. feeling with this, my hope 
is that all this data gets gathered of people reporting for all of these subsets or whatever, and that there still is this whole plan of somewhat automating it with detection. And now that they're letting people report it, they can start building a huge database of what people consider to be smurfing or boosting or whatever in their games and them knowing what actually is, right? Because mm-hmm. they can hold those two up against each other. Uh, there will be shitloads of fake reports on this, let me tell you. Oh my god, if you had to filter through this, what are the, the chances... amount of people that will report someone for smurfing and it's just somebody having a good game and he's 10-0, and 0, right? It's like, but a lot of them will be true. So, What are the chances this is a placebo? There's definitely a chance of that. That that's what I'm. I don't know if that's actually gonna definitely possible. If that's actually the case, but part of me feels like it could be. It could be a placebo. But even if you talk about like boosting, technically, like a lot of the games that I have that are clearly Smurfs, it's not just mm-hmm. it's not them alone. They're with somebody. So in theory, they could be boosting that guy, right? That's another definition of boosting, in my opinion. You're boosting their MMR. Yeah, maybe the wording needs to be clarified a little bit there. That's not no. what I would consider boosting. It but... says similar behavior. What else would that mean? That's just smurfing in general. Well, it's like saying if you're pla- if you're party queuing with someone and you're better than them, is that boosting? Because then you can't party queue with anyone anymore. Even if they're 100 MMR lower than you, then you're well, no, quote they're unquote playing, boosting them. They're playing on a smurf account in order to boost their friends. Right. That's different yeah, than playing that's different. like like that's different on than you and account. me playing on our mains yes. or whatever, right? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I, you could consider that's also matchmaking manipulation, kind of. I mean, it's so it's such a gray zone, right? That's the problem. It's such a fucking. Well, I don't think it's that's the problem. I think that's the good part. Hopefully, they shut down all that garbage. Of course, I don't know how they're ap- actually implementing, it, and we probably won't know for the foreseeable future. Uh, okay, next topic: uh, OD Shiver and Slacks have appeared in a Netflix YouTube video, and a new one came out today that was just Slacks, essentially him talking about things related to the anime, um, more background about some of the locations that we might see. Uh, some of the hero storylines, like the story arcs, if you will. They, Slacks mentioned Caden, which is one of the heroes that I've been looking for to potentially coming out uh, as being apparently the best Dragonite, which is kind of what we alluded to before. It's not Dav- Davian, Dav- Davian. I like. I feel like Davion. I want to say I want to say Davian, but I know they say Davian, and it bothers me. Yeah, um, I always thought it was Davian too, like Dave. Hey Dave, imagine you become a, your your name is Dave. You're like. Hey, my name's Dave. And then you become a dragon slayer, and like it just doesn't sound good if you're called Dave, man. You gotta have something cool. It's like, That's okay, true. I'll be called Davey on then. And then it's okay. So but did you watch any of he's these? All, he'll always be, always be Dave to me. What'd you think I was of there. these videos? Huh? What do I think about the videos? What did you think of this topic that we're currently discussing on this podcast, right? Oh, uh, oh, this topic. Well, I've only watched the first video. Of course. Which very prepared as always. What do you mean, of course? You thought I watched none of them. You should be positively surprised. You know, we get hate comments all the time about how we're not prepared for any of our topics. Do we? We do. It's probably oh. the same two people, but yeah, well, you're disappointing them again, Cinderin. Yeah. What do you have to Sorry say? Sorry to disappoint, Speak guys. To I didn't watch it in my sleep. Uh, Speak to them. My bad. So, yeah, I mean, I really loved the first one. That's what I can say. And I'm without having watched it. Let's just preface this. I'm assuming the second video is more in the same same vein, right? It's slacks going into the lore. Uh, giving more background for people to have more of a connection with the series when they start watching. If they either, if they've never played Dota before, or if they have played Dota, but just don't know anything about the lore. Um, yep. And if it's, 
I'm assuming here that the production level and the, the style is similar to the first one. And if that's the case, if it's not the case, you can go ahead and stop me. But if it is the case, the first one was great. So uh, I think it did a really good job at uh, just presenting the world in a way that is exciting to somebody who knows nothing about it. Yeah. And even if you do know Dota, I think you learned a thing or two or three. And then there's familiar faces that are basically, you know, um, presenters of the game in that sense or of the anime that you know so you can recognize. And that's also a good draw. So, yeah, I think it's awesome. I wasn't really expecting. I don't know why I wasn't expecting this, but I just thought, all right, the anime is announced. They're going to send out teaser, trailer, and then the final trailer or whatever it is, and then the, the show itself. And that will be it. But that there's content generated around it on the Netflix YouTube is is cool. It's not something I really thought about. Um, I wonder if it's kind it's, of a tutorial to the show, right? Yes, this is why I'm thinking this is 100% Netflix wanting it and not Valve, because <laughs> Valve would never want to ramp it up, right? They just like just release it, whatever. Uh, but yeah, it it's good stuff. Recommend you guys watching if you haven't already. Uh, just like you said, just setting setting the pace for what hopefully is a very cool. Dota series. Um, and of course, there was word that there are, they haven't been greenlit as of yet for seasons two and three, which apparently are already written at least in script form, or at least they have a very good idea of what they want to do with the story. Uh, it's all dependent on the viewership, essentially. So, And the number of episodes that are locked are eight, right? That's season one. I believe so. And I think, I again, think so. I could be wrong on this, but every Netflix series, it comes out immediately, all all the episodes. So I would yeah. expect it to be the same. They should all be there together, I think. So, yeah. Uh, I'm not really worried about them hitting their number. I think just even based on the YouTube views that they're getting compared to some of the other videos that they posted on that specific Netflix anime channel or whatever it is, uh, people are excited. So If there's one thing do. Dota fans are good at, it's consuming Dota and nothing else. Yep, that's so, right. That's right. If there's Dota stuff coming out, people will do whatever they can to do Dota. And then they'll be like, oh, there's this really cool show about another game. They're like, fuck it, it's not Dota, so I'm not watching, you know? Um, so this is, I do think this is a really good opportunity for the community to really rally behind something special and support it. And I'm not saying people should watch it out of support, but um, I think a lot of people are just genuinely interested to watch it. And I think the viewer numbers are going to be very satisfying. For something like this, right? Yeah. Um, Agreed. It'll Agreed. be good. Okay, next topic. Um, so some South American players, Pandapu and Eretes. I'm not completely sure how to pronounce Not sure how to pronounce them. I'm pretty sure how to pronounce Pandapu, though. I say it all the time. Apparently, uh, they have displayed a bunch of racism towards in a pub versus Jubei, who's a North American player. And I I didn't see both of them. One of them was the N-word. So that obviously... I, again, we've talked about this before the podcast, but in America, I can't speak for any other region. This is like beyond the worst word, not even... I don't want to compare it to anything else, but I will and say it's just the worst word you can say. Um, so that came to light, I guess, on Reddit or something like that. And then Gods yeah. himself tweeted this. To all the pro players thinking you can get away with racism in your pubs as long as you behave in professional Dota matches, we see you and we want nothing to do with any of you in our tournaments. I also hope Dota Pit looks into these recent incidents and addresses them as well. There's no place in Dota scene for the racism we've seen recently from several South American players competing in the DPC. This is not to single out South American players or the region. The same applies to players across all regions and the tournament organizers working with those players. Thoughts, young man? 
So I think <clears throat> something that's really important, first of all, is the fact that he doesn't want to single out SA, right? Because I think it's a, it would be a bit hypocritical to pretend that there has been nothing the other way, right? Um, I think what has happened in Dota in the last, I want to say, half year to a year is that we're putting more... Um, we're holding pro players to a higher standard in pubs with... That's not to say they don't flame. Like, there are lots of pro players that flame. But it's kind of... <laughs> I was saying this before we started the podcast and we were talking about this topic. It's like, I, I don't want to rank what you can and can't say, right? I'm not going to be like the gatekeeper of, okay, this word is too bad and this one isn't. But I think it's pretty. it's a pretty safe thing to assume that people don't want racism as one of the things in pubs. Whereas... If you're angry at someone, if you need to let out some steam, if you're having a shit day or somebody's just being an asshole to you, calling someone a moron will probably not get you the same backlash as calling someone the N-word, right? Um, so, like, you know, you can at least exercise some sort of self-control. The ultimate version, the Zen version, is to never say a flame word ever. But I also think that's probably not a standard we should expect to hold people to. Um, maybe that's an unpopular take. And people will be like, hey, man, they're pros. They should be able to take everything on the cheek um it's it's still people and if somebody keeps poking you over and over and over with with their finger at some point you're going to slap them away right so and th that's one of the problems that pro players obviously face especially some of the ones that are considered like let's say someone like envy right who is very known and very polarizing as a character if he's having a bad game people will be rallying to bully him right which is just shit too um, mm -hmm. All right, that was a bit of a sidetrack. Now, the thing with Jubei, I don't know very much about Jubei. Uh, I've met him once in my life. I'm not going to be a judge of character or whatever. Uh, but I think something people are pointing out is that he's not exactly being a saint either on his stream or in his games. He's also flaming. Um, but then again, it's the discussion of, did he have it coming? I don't really think you have the N-word coming. I think you might have the moron coming. Okay, that's kind of the case I'm trying to make here. Moron. And then... People are saying um, that, but it's also been the other way. There's been South American players that pro players, pro American players have called racial insults that just don't blow up as much because Reddit is largely American and a lot of the other cultures or a lot of the other readers, mainly main Europe, um, will be more familiar with the American uh, culture than the South American, the North American than the South American culture. So. Mm -hmm we can relate more to the gravity of the N-word than we can relate to South American insults. So that's why when something like gets posted, it might not get the amount of attention it deserves if American pro players talk shit like that in pubs. So what do we really, what to make of this? I just, it's obviously inherently unfair that the communication medium that we use is largely NA favored in that sense because of the user base. And that's kind of what we have. Um, but we don't want any racism either way. And some of the things that have happened in the past, like I think a lot of people remember the mind control incident uh, where he was like, it was a pretty radical statement he made in a pub and he had to make an apology post from his org. And um, yeah, that was some pretty serious shit. I think the pro players are starting to understand the gravity of the situation and that we've kind of set a precedent here. And I think with God stepping up and saying this as well, it's kind of like, okay, tournament organizers are also catching on to the fact that we need to combat this directly, right? Right. Um, but what I don't uh, want to see is if the racism goes the other way and we just swipe it under the rug 
then that's fucking hypocritical and I would hate that. So now that that's this, true. Now that it's kind of in place, it's kind of like the 322 incident, right? I know I'm going on a bit of a rant here. I'm By sure people love me talking on rants. So um, that was kind of what set the precedent for what match fixing is and that we never want that again. And people are like, well, why wasn't Solo banned for life? Because the precedent wasn't set yet. So the rules weren't in place. After that happened, the rules were in place. And now everybody knew what the punishment was. Uh, I feel like with racism in pubs, it's kind of getting there as well, where the people that said really despicable stuff in the past hopefully learned their lesson. And now the president is set that now you start getting tournament bans if you behave like this. Oh, for sure. Um, so now moving forward, that's what people are criticizing. Like, well, why wasn't anything done about player A, B, and C one or two years ago? Well, that's because the perspective of the community was different back then. And now we're progressing, so to speak. Right. So. I mean, I, Dota is a very toxic game. And obviously people can sometimes go overboard. But I mean, I feel like it's it's just not difficult to not be racist. <laughs> I, You'd I, think, I can't, you would think so, right? Like, you would think so. I always try to look at other people's perspective, right? Like sometimes words are okay in certain cultures. But if you're a hmm. pro player... Like, you should know better. I mean, this is actually an interesting... I completely forgot to mention this, but there's an NBA player in the last week named Myers Leonard for the Miami Heat. I think he's a bench player. He was playing Call of Duty. <laughs> so stupid. Playing Call of Duty on Twitch, and he used a very derogatory word for Jewish people. And, like, after he said it, you could tell he was like, oh, shit, should I have said that? Uh, actually, it was, it was even more... There's a clip about it where he's... He's about to rage and he stops, he thinks, and then he says it. And it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> what enter like what words did you filter out in order to get to that one? Oh and my god. Then on stream, like 20 minutes later, he picks up his phone and he mutes his mic. And you can tell, obviously, it's agent because it's all over Twitter now. And he gets back on his mic and I sorry guys, my wife called, I gotta go. And he logs off. Suspended from the league, suspended from the team, fined. I don't know how much they can actually do, but the ironic thing about it is. Like a lot of the owners in basketball, including his own team in the Miami Heat, is Jewish. So I assume they're trying to get out of this contract. I don't know how good he is, though. I barely ever heard of him. Jesus so Christ! It's it, it's not just Dota. Let's be clear about that. But a, a certain I mean, line it, does need to be set, right? I have to say, it is really funny that you stop and do a double take and think to yourself <laughs> and then say it. That that it like that bad. whole concept is just fucking hilarious to me. Not the fact that he said what he did, but <laughs> it's, it was holy bad. shit, not stopping yourself there. Like you probably filtered out the N word and just they're on, kept going they're down curious, the list. They're just like, you know. But right. you're literally sitting there, hmm, should I say this racist thing? I mean, Call of Duty does yes. have a history of kind of, it's not just racism, but like extreme <laughs> toxicity, very aggressive toxicity, oh, right? More so than Dota God. even. Uh, but it apparently extends to NBA players. Oh, but. my God. Okay. Uh, next thing on the list, I uh, won't be talking about this for too much because there, it's just an update, but the new tutorial that Slacks and I and all the modders are creating... Uh, is going quite. It's way ahead of schedule. I'm really surprised. Nice. Uh, it's actually playable. You guys can go play it now. Uh, it's a little buggy. Not all the lines are in. Cinderin might make an appearance, audio wise, uh, among a bunch of other personalities. And yeah, it's coming along nicely. It. My experience with like work the workshop, not the workshop, but arcade games, custom games, is things take forever. But this has been quite smooth. I'm really impressed with the team that Slacks put together. So we'll I guess probably like do a playthrough in, in the coming days again once it's more polished. 
I do think one of the things that's really different about this map versus um, other stuff that gets made in the arcade is that this is funded, right? Like most arcade stuff is, or at least a lot of arcade stuff, correct me if I'm wrong here, is more like people just making it because they think the, how to say, they think the game is cool and this is something they're working on as a passion project. Uh, there might be money involved, but it's largely dependent on success. Whereas here, there's like a guaranteed upfront payment, right? Because you know, like, right. this has been funded by X dollars right now. I don't remember what it was. If it was 25 k that the community... 28455 yeah. as of this recording. So obviously, as a modder or someone working on this, there's a lot of incentive to work efficiently and do a good job because, you know, you know you're getting paid, right? On other projects, they might be like second priority because, yeah, I also got to, you know, get bread on the table. Um, and a lot of custom game projects just don't pay as well as this one does, correct? It's like, oh, of course not. Yeah, yeah. unless you have like so a Chinese definitely. investor, and that's or awesome. That's that's what the community paid for. That it really makes a difference. It's going to be a better product, and it's going to be faster. So, yep. So we'll talk about that again in the coming weeks. As uh, well, coming weeks, it it's going to be coming out before the twenty fifth. I can tell you that at least a day or two. Mm -hmm. So probably next week we'll talk about the more final version. I guess. Yep. Okay, cool. next topic. This is just a complete rumor. I don't know if it's true, but there's a rumor going around that Ice Frog is working on a new game, Cinderin. Uh, if this is true, well, first of all, do you think this is possibly true? Well, of course it's possible. Uh, I have. That's like, such a shit. Is there any answer, background honestly. on this rumor? That's no, such a no, shitty but like, answer. Do you think no, this is true? Okay, can I get a little possibly. bit of background? Possibly. Can we get some background here? Like, what background? What do you need? Where's, where does this rumor come from? Like, what's the? Uh, it's the Valve News Network guy, I believe. Which okay, he's like a, a huge hit or a miss. A lot of misses, though. From what I'm right. Told. Yeah, well, it gives clicks, I guess. Put Ice Frog in there. You're definitely going to get some traction. All right, um, let, we're just going to go with this storyline because okay. it is interesting to talk okay. about. I think. Do I think Ice Frog is working on another game? No, I don't. But I have no reason to say that, except that I think Dota is a lot of work already for Ice Frog. But who knows, right? Um, but if it's another type of game, then it might be a spiritual successor of the game. So something that uses similar systems, maybe another uh, game within the same genre, maybe a type of port onto VR that they're ex uh, exploring. Perhaps right, something like that. That's right. Yeah. Valve would probably, if Valve are looking to make new titles right now, based on the success of Half-Life Alex and how much they've invested into that technology, I would think that their next release would also be in VR. Uh, that would be my guess. So if there's a new game that Ice Frog is working on, that would be my best guess. VR, interesting. I didn't really think about that, but would make sense with if they continue to push games onto the Valve Index, which I haven't played in Six months at least, by the way. I'm not happy with that purchase anymore. If I could retract my review that I originally did, I would. Um, hold on, let me put Monkey away here. <sighs> Excuse me. What what is your what is your gripe with that system? Is it the games being too bad, or the system itself just not being enjoyable? Both. I get I get uh, okay. nauseous playing some of those games. But you didn't originally, or no? Some games you get <clears throat> super nauseous. Uh, Mm -hmm. Beat Saber was very good. That's the killer app, as it were. But yeah, Beat Saber uh, it, looks it just became like a pain in the ass to because 
to make it good, you have to put your own music, right? Which you have to download a bunch of shit to make it work because it's not technically mm-hmm. legal or I don't even know how how it works. But and then any update just breaks and you have to redo it again. So it's just like this pain in the ass to constantly update it. Okay. So aside from that, that's the only game I actually liked, if I'm being honest. I played a little bit of Half-Life Alex. We talked about it and I got pretty sick. So maybe something's wrong with me. But anyway. Um yeah, that, well, that's a lot of people po- experience that, right? Possible. Yeah. It it's not mega uncommon, but yeah. Um mm-hmm. so to answer my own question, uh, do I think it's true? I I actually do think it's true. But I don't think I think he's still working on Dota. Like I don't think he's ever gonna abandon Dota, right? But just imagine being Ice Frog. Like, of course, I know nothing about him, but you're working on the same game and you've reinvented it a lot, right? Let's not kid ourselves. He's added mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. There's got to be a certain point where you just want to work on something different, don't you think? Like, how many years? It's been almost 20 years on Dota. Well, there are people that work the same job their whole life in the same department and live in yeah. the same house. But a lot of it's, the, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to lump everybody in the same uh, like section. But of the those people aren't ice from. <laughs> this is like a, this job is more of like a creative thing where you have agency right. over everything you do. It's basically ideas popping in your head. It's like if you were an artist, you just draw the same thing and then you just, like, let me redo that actually. Just draw the same thing though, over and over, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible example, but you get the gist. I think yeah. it it might be true. Because I, the reason I think it might be true is because I want to talk about <laughs> the possibilities. What kind right. of a game would it be? Would it be Dota related? Would it be? Is this the reason Artifact got canceled because now they have devs working on other games? I don't know. So, if it were a new game, what type of game do you think it would be? Or how about the developer news game? network guy have any juice on this whatsoever? So just hey guys, Cinderin, I'm going to start spreading a rumor that Ice Frog makes a new game. Cinder, I didn't like, watch the video. Okay, I'm going to be okay. real with you. I just read a headline. I'm like, oh, that would be an interesting topic to think to talk about on the podcast. Guys, make sure you doing. write in the comments that we're not prepared. It's not. All right, no comment. I'm not going to go down this road. Uh, I'm not going to be petty today. But uh, okay, I'll go first. What type of game do I hope? It ends up being, I hope it's Dota related because I think there's, again, we're not going to go back to Artifact here, but I think there's a lot of uh, things that Valve hopefully have learned about what they've done wrong with Underlords and Artifact. And yep. the universe is so deep. I feel like you can do pretty much any type of game and it would be interesting at the very yeah. least. Uh, the the I, real uh, crux, the crux, the crux of the issue. Crux. Is, I was thinking of Horcrux for some reason. Uh, the real crux of the issue <laughs> the real here, Horcrux here is the whole idea that Do- a lot of Dota players aren't really rooting for, which I think some people disagree with. Uh, actually, I saw a headline about this, that my comments, <laughs> going back to this again, being backseated, comments about Dota players not rooting for other games in the Dota universe, and they're, they're, they're people in the comment section like, but I was rooting for Artifact, it just sucked dick! But I think what you're missing here is, yeah, there's some people that were actually rooting for it, right? The blanketing statements never work. But it's just like saying the Dota community is toxic. Would you disagree? Like, if you go into a game, generally it's pretty toxic. Yeah, that doesn't I'm not mean toxic, it's a hundred. So therefore, true. the community isn't toxic. Exactly. Everybody's looking at it in their own eyes, right? Where it's not generally, in this case, it would be generally true, right? So, but anyway, I. 
I feel like it might be an RPG. I mean, that would make the most sense. Oda RPG right? would be so sick. I mean, I Holy wouldn't be shit. too into it, but may, hey, maybe I would like it because it's Dota related. I don't know. It's possible. I did like Fable and Jade Empire, the two, the only two RPGs of all time that I've liked. So it's possible. Uh, and I know you'd be very excited. Like maybe it's a massive project, like an MMO. Would you like that even more? I think either way, an RPG is a really, really big project, right? Oh, Especially yeah. if you want to use the Dota universe. I think like that's just the type of game that takes a lot of time because you need to write in RPGs. Like, let's compare an RPG to Underlords, right? In an RPG, you need to write, you need to have a much, much bigger map. You need to use a lot more voice. You need to use a lot more textures. You need to use a lot more programming logic, all this stuff. And you need to write a much, much bigger story. So as like a, just a project, an RPG is like, I don't know how many magnitudes bigger than a game like Underlords that is. True. Um, or Artifact, for that matter. Not to downplay Artifact, but it's still like... Card games or auto battlers just have a way smaller universe to create. So I think that has to be a lot less effort. Um, mm -hmm. So if you're making this RPG as Valve, it's a really, really big investment, and you need to really believe in that. Um, I think the, the thing that makes me think that an RPG is less likely, once again, is I think if they make a new game right now, it would be for VR. And I think making an RPG in VR is still a bit unrealistic, probably, given the scope. Maybe in five Would years, Would you ten be years? excited for a VR game? More VR games? Like, am I the only one that thinks this is genuinely just a novelty-type deal? Where, like, honestly, AR looks more promising to me. Like, that would be interesting. Like, playing a card game using AR, where you have, like, glasses on, you can actually see your table and you see things projected, that is way cooler to me than VR, where you don't, you just, you have a screen on your fucking face. Is that I just, just me? I just think, it's, this isn't really about, I just, I, how to say, I think Valve have invested so much time and so much money into developing this that I don't think they're just going to release one title and then call it quits. Especially when that title... I don't know. It wasn't Alex relatively successful, at least. It wasn't like a a yeah. failure like Artifact was. So I mean, at the, too soon, Sinran. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, hey, it, it, you said it, it yourself. It was well. I'm allowed to say. I'm allowed to say that I'm a fat mess. Oh. You can't say I'm a fat mess. There's a difference. Oh. No. Uh, it was well received for sure. Um, I heard nothing but good things, other than people like me that got nauseous. But mm. I. And I think it's already been announced like a long time ago that Valve is working on several more VR games. So that's not going to be a huge surprise. But the question is, would Icefrog be working on any of those, right? So this leads right. me into my, like, if, okay, let's just say it's an, a non-VR game. You're saying, I agree, RPG takes a lot of work. MMO would take like 10 times more work. So it doesn't really seem like something Valve would want to do because you need a lot of employees to upkeep that. Yeah. So what other type of game would you want in the Dota universe? you obviously not going to do a card game at this state. You've done an auto battler. What would you want to see? Look, once again, can you take Dota into VR? Can you stop it with fucking VR, please? Well, that's what you're asking me what I think they're making. I, you, I said I disregard think. virtual reality because I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's not interesting. Well, then I don't think they're making the game. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Guys, I want to let you know that Cinder and I have been friends for so many years. He still sucks so much balls at just talking <laughs> theoretically about stuff in an interesting manner. He has to look at you everything super logically. Why? Why? You know what's funny about that? When I talk to Susie and I like talking theoretically, she shuts me down. <laughs> so think about that. 
I love She's... talking to I love talking theoretical, but you're asking me my theoretical opinion. I'm like, I don't think And I'm giving you happening. rules. Okay, you're forcing No VR. Me. Okay. No rules. No VR. Follow okay. them. No VR. That's where I think they're making the game. So now I will invent a game that they could be making that I don't think they're making. I think they're making Rocket League with Dota. Shannon. All right. Thank you very much. Okay. Let's let's go okay. on to the, the right. second no, half let of me the think. segment. All right. Let me. I'll actually give you an answer. Okay. You deserve it. You've worked really hard to get here. Um, <laughs> it's a struggle. <laughs> um, what oh, he's could really you do with it? Now. Well, my honestly, my best guess would be if it is Dota and it is not in VR, then some sort of RPG, probably not multiplayer. So some sort of single-player story-driven game where you're playing one of the characters from the Dota lore and it could, you know, kind of go... If you think about what the anime will probably do, right, following Davion or whatever, you could have a game like that with origin story of a hero. And then that's the RPG. And then there's, like, the world and interacts with other heroes, experience mm -hmm. and stuff like that. That would be my best guess. So what we've come full circle into, it, it's going to be an RPG. That's what you've yeah. come down to, even though... Okay. I'm done. Yeah. Um I yeah, do have a they, well, another. Uh, oh, that's a good question because I oh, thought hmm. it would. No, I, I was going to say RPG. That's why I brought it up initially. You can't say RPG and you can't say VR. Uh, what other types of games are there? It's going to be an FPS Dota games. game that's going to uh, compete with Counter. <laughs> it's going to be the Valorant, but it's Dota characters. And you'll have Tidehunter with a machine gun and he can gush people. That amplifies the damage, even though that's Slardar. It's not the, this. The Lord doesn't. This is really... why I don't give you solutions. Or his ult is a like... ravage from Dota, and you can get people off of the spike or the bomb. What would you call it in this case? The mango. They want to plant a mango tree, and if if you wait too many seconds, it explodes on you and you lose. I don't see what the problem is here. I, I actually like this a lot. <laughs> I'm, gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna run down with this, uh, Valve. If you're listening. I, I should get a percentage of sales on this one, I believe, because this idea is just too unique to pass up. Um, okay, so I want to finish uh, that part up. I hope that's the game they're making. <laughs> Mango Mania. That I would wanna... be an Ice Frog game. Ice Frog loves mangoes. This is true. So. so I have a general question for you. Again, it's hypothetical, Sindarin, but this is something right. we haven't really talked about too extensively. Okay. If Ice Frog left Dota... Okay, yeah. let's say he retires. Let's say he just works on another game. Whatever the fuck. He's not working on Dota anymore. Do you think the game would survive? Yes. Because Ice Frog would give it back to Yule. That's it? Yule still works, works for Valve, right? I think so, but he wasn't really working on Dota last I checked. Yeah. But if Ice Frog quits, you could give it back to Yule, and then maybe we can get Dota back to a state where it doesn't have all this crazy shit. So you're actually secretly hoping that Ice Frog leaves no. so Yule can revert every... It's going to no, be past like 5.83. It's going to have a gambler uh, deleting half the heroes in the game. <laughs> no, I'm not. But it's no secret that we've talked about in this podcast that for me, some aspects of the game are getting a little bit wild and I would like things to be toned back a little bit. But I'm not saying I want Ice Frog to leave for that to happen. Of course not. Um, but... Okay, so if the game would survive, right? Like, let's think about it. Let's say the lead, uh, the lead developer on the game. Let's let's say Icebox. I don't know what his actual title is with it. But let's say lead developer. Um, 
if Ice Frog leaves, it's a matter of, okay, is anyone taking over who has the same passion for it and the same understanding of the game? Because I think Ice Frog's actually pretty good at Dota, and I think that makes a really big difference for is the he? quality Where'd of what you comes hear that? out, right? Did he tell you? Did he message you? Hey, Cinder, by the way, I'm, I'm pretty good at Dota. Sure, by the way, you know? I'm AKMMR. <laughs> what do you think about this? I need what if a, he was yeah. horrible at Dota? How hilarious would that be? He just like could barely yeah. even move his mouse. He can't even. He has to play uh, our yeah. tutorial to actually. <laughs> I think I pretty good at the game. Um, okay, good. But anyway, good uh, if the person taking over is as passionate and is also, I think, at least has a good understanding of the game, you don't need to be like a master, but you need to understand the game on a pretty good fundamental level to make good changes. Uh, and the beta testing crew sticks around and helps out. Uh, do I think it could continue to get changes and be run? Yes. Do I think it will be as good changes on average? Unlikely. So the game would survive, but it would probably not go in as good of a direction because I think Ice Rock has an exceptional track record as a balancer and game developer on this. Um, right. Which is why he has such a reputation because it's a really complex game. It's mega hard to balance, but balancing in Dota overall compared to every other game in the genre or lots of other games in general has been really fucking good for how hard it is theoretically to do. So he has done an exceptional job over the years. Um, that once again doesn't mean we can't criticize it if there's stuff we don't like. That's um, right. Ice Frog, please I do delete think some Ark Some of the Warden. things in the last few years are a bit too crazy for me personally for what I think is best for the game. I support it because him. I think it's good for casual play. It's fun. It The game needs sparks. It needs spice. It's fun, but, but I a, hate it. But because I hate fun. We've already established that. I'm that's a boring true. person. I have nothing interesting to say. And I, yeah, that's it. So, you know, just, yeah, that's, just, that's uh, just remove neutral items then. There you go. Then it's a bit more okay. boring. Yeah. Um, so I will say if Ice Frog leaves, it's, a, it's obviously a monumental effort to replace him. Of course, I, for all we know, he doesn't even do anything. I mean, I, we're I just would do assuming it. I could stuff. replace it. Cinderin could not do it. He, he wants to be in the okay. limelight. I think the fact that he's not in the limelight actually helps a lot. It's like this theoretical yeah. figure that may or may not even be real, right? But I think the game would probably go downhill a little bit more dramatically than it has been. Uh, and I know this is not the same, but there is a, you can call it a case study, I don't know, an example of this happening when Ice Frog worked for S2 for however long it was. The moment on he Han. left on Han, what did I say? You just said S2. Maybe oh, some sorry. of the audience doesn't know what that yeah. means. S2 games, that's Heroes of New Earth. The moment Ice Frog left, the game became garbage. Like it was super dramatic and super fast. And again, I don't know how much control he even had on the game itself, but just from a pure like hero design aspect, it got dramatically where it wasn't even like it's very noticeable so hmm. i i think there is something there obviously that we can't compare and contrast like as exact like it's not the exact same thing obviously but uh because that company was run by somebody who founded a porn company so he really didn't have any experience but uh that's that's another story entirely so yeah we hope ice frog stays with us for a long time okay last topic of discussion some drama in the valorant scene cinderin so yep. remember we talked about sinatra being mm -hmm. this he was the best overwatch player i believe he got like the mvp or whatever in the owl league whatever the hell they call it which is like a harry potter thing anyway he got the mvp in like the finals or whatever 
And he immediately retired, left Overwatch, and started playing Valorant. So he joined Sentinels, and they've been a very good team. And then this last week, there was, I, I mean, I'm going to say it was a claim, but like the evidence was overwhelming in terms of his ex-girlfriend saying that he was sexually abusive, aggressive, things like that. And she has like literal hard proof in terms of recordings and whatnot. So, and I'm not saying that I knew this was coming because obviously you never know these things, but if I'm being honest, if you watch his stream, the guy at the very least is a complete douche nozzle. So not super surprised about that. Uh, <laughs> how often do I call somebody a douche nozzle? That guy's a douche nozzle. Ah, it's pretty new. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, obviously he got ripped apart. And then the Valorant Championship Tour, which is currently going on, have re released this statement. We are aware of the current situation regarding Sinatra and have launched an investigation. Per our existing competitive rules and investigative process, a decision has been made to suspend him throughout the investigation and therefore he will not be able to compete this weekend. So that's straight from Riot Games. And then I believe the team... Actually, I'm not even sure the team suspended him officially. But anyway, they have been playing with a stand-in, which they've had to, I believe, rent from Cloud9. His name is Tens. It's like the polar opposite of Sinatra. Like, he's probably even better than Sinatra. Like, extremely good and super wholesome and cuddly. Like, I like... If he ends up being, like something bad in the future, I'm going to be personally shocked because he seems super cuddly. Anyway, he's been destroying face, so good to see him back in the scene at the very least, but uh, figured we would at least bring that up since, you know, occasionally there's drama in other scenes and we want to just not make this seem like Dota is the only one with major issues, right? Yep. So that's pretty much it. And okay. I do, I think worth. I think it's worth highlighting that Riot's decision was really fast and the way they handled this. Do you agree with this decision here? I think that's what is causing a lot of the discussion among the fans of the game is, is this what you should do here? Because some people some people are making the point that this is an accusation. There's no, like like you said, there's what you would consider hard proof, but there's no like ultimate decision made, right? Some people had the perspective that he should be allowed to play until there's an ultimate decision. And if that's a ban, then that's a ban, right? But mm. They're like, you can't just take this player out based on accusations. What do you think on that? Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure how I would feel if there wasn't like complete hard evidence or whatever you want to call it that was already presented because mm -hmm. then there's more of a case, I guess. But like, look at it from a team perspective. <clears throat> if I was a team owner, and at the very least, let's just forget about this situation, just create a new one where somebody is accused of something on my team. Uh, I would probably sit them as well just because it's a distraction to the team in general. Uh, you're, you're playing in a very important tournament, so just get them out. Even even if that particular case ends up being untrue, I think it's still the right move to do that. Uh, but Riot, right. they're very they're very strict about this kind of stuff, uh, or at least yeah. they have been lately. Uh, they put I, I wouldn't say this is necessarily the hammer down, but you have to keep in mind, this is the most popular player in the entire game. <clears throat> he has the most fans. Obviously, he goes through multiple titles now in both Overwatch and Valorant being one of, if not the best player. So this is why it's like huge news. Um, but no, I I agree with the the assessment overall. I think, yeah. obviously, they're not going into specifics. They want to do their investigation or whatever. But um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically... His career might be over. Yeah, it very, very well. Maybe and even if all the allegations charges. are true, then good riddance, right? Like, there's right. not really much to talk about there. Um, but 
it's just it's interesting to see this approach of there are some really serious allegations against this player we're not going to immediately punish him but we are going to force bench this player while it's investigated and then you know let's take the perspective that it turns out to be untrue then how does that make riot look like they're obviously they're standing up for the integrity of the scene and for you know just being good people um but it also, I can understand the perspective that some people would have that this could, you know, jeopardize players that people can just come out and make claims against players and then they will be force benched because you're a fan of the other team. You know what I mean? Like, it, you need to be kind of crazy to go that distance for it. But does, did that make any sense to you? What I just yeah, said? Yeah, no, I, yeah, so that makes sense. Like, but, but I, I, I still think what Riot did is the right thing, even with that, like, Point and point of view in mind, and that possible like way of abusing the system or whatever you want to. Call I mean, I it guess still. we could relate this to Dota because we had some of this in the past. Obviously, I don't think Valve ever made. Did they make a statement? I can't even remember anymore about any of it. I don't. I don't even know if that actually happened. I think it might have been just behind the scenes. So this is kind of the could be wrong. I feel like that. I would remember that. But anyway, uh, let let's I don't get think on. They made a public statement. Let's get on to the Patreon mailbag. Let's just do the first one since we're a little over time here, Cinderman. This mm-hmm. one is from today. If you could only eat one type of cuisine for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Twist, what type of cuisine would you choose for each other if you had to pick what you thought was the least palatable to oh, the other person and that's why? That's good. What? I I actually don't know what I would pick for you. So there's a lot of different types of foods that I like. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Uh if I had to choose the literal, like right now, it used to be Thai food, okay? This used to be my number one, Thai curry, masuman, just God tier. But mm-hmm. I ate so much of it, I kind of got sick of it, if I'm being honest. Now, if I had to choose like one dish to eat over and over, it would be Vietnamese um, vermicelli noodles with beef and egg rolls with fish sauce. Legit. But I don't know if I could eat it every day. I get sick of it probably. The one thing that I think I could eat every day because I did as a kid... <laughs> is uh, Iranian food, Persian food. It's God tier. I love Iranian food. So that would be my choice for myself, Cinder. And what about you? I'll be really boring. I think I would take Italian because okay. I absolutely fucking love pasta. Um, I want to eat I love... pizza every day. I mean, there is... I'm not... I don't know which, which cuisine actually has the biggest like variety of dishes like maybe that's something to keep in mind too for longevity's sake right so you don't that's get bored true. yeah but there is quite there's a decent variety in italian American cuisine, right? like food. when you hear that you just think oh it's pizza it's lasagna it's pasta uh, but they also have like different meat dishes and stuff in italian cuisine as well so i, I don't think i would get bored with that i i would pick that okay and it's also it's um it's definitely very palatable to me as well so yeah that'll be it I actually don't know how to answer this. The second part, what I would choose for you, what would be I, least palatable to you. What would you hate? I, hmm. I actually don't have an answer. Legit, I can't think of any food like general that I think you would hate. Because I feel like you you like a lot of food. That's like I like a lot of food. One calling yeah. card. It's the one thing that you're cultured in, right? I mean, if you were to choose something the least palatable, right, you would just take something insanely spicy. But there's not like one cuisine where everything is insanely spicy, right? Like every cuisine has something you can choose that's less ridiculous. Is there any type of food that you think I would hate? 
All right, I'm going to mm. choose one. It's not a national, it's not like a nationality kind of thing. Vegan food for you and probably me. I don't think. Yeah, I mean, we both definitely like meat. Um, but yeah, that's not really one. It's not really a cuisine, though, is it? It's like I mean, a lifestyle. It, it could be considered a cult by some, Sindarin. Uh, but yeah. A cult? <laughs> I've actually <laughs> been enjoying the word cult so much lately because of Arkosh. We're not a cult, by the way. I apps, That's like the coolest catchphrase, honestly. Like, Yeah, we, we worship Satan. We're not a cult, by the way. Just, just throwing it out there. Uh, so is there any type of food that you think I would not like? I feel like I've had quite I'm a trying bit. To, I'm trying to think cuisines. of... What you would like the least. It, you don't have to dislike it, right? It's just the one you would like the least. Mm. Okay. Um, then, hmm. God, I like so many. They're so fat. Mexican food's amazing. Vietnamese, Thai, American, Italian, Middle Eastern of any kind, Maybe basically. British for you? Oh, that's fucking true. That sounds all. Oh, I know what it is. It's no offense. No offense ahead of time. If you say no offense first, it's offensive. That's <laughs> that's a life lesson is I have it? made. Okay. If you say no offense, I'm what's about to come now is gonna okay, I'm ready. I actually I've only had a it like how do I put this without offending people? Oh, that's true. I actually forgot about Filipino. I wasn't thinking about that. Nikki's made me some Filipino and some of it's good, but some of it I really don't like. But like German, maybe. Like what what country is like just pretty oh dude i, I actually on. like a lot of what is food. the what is the country that has like the boring ass bratwurst is, that's german right germany has bratwurst yeah like a lot of those types of like they they have basically no taste to me okay Shan, let me tasteless. tell you the, the german staples okay what is germany known for in food it's bread yes and it's meat yes i know i like both do you think that i would not like that there's a maybe it's a specific style that I don't like because I've, I've gone be. to some. There's like, a lot of really good food in Germany. I lived there. I definitely didn't have a problem with the food. I have yet to have a so donor. That would not by the be way. a hit for I me. Need it. I think there would be. I think there would definitely be something worse than that for me. Okay. Uh, but again, to, uh, I, okay. I'm. I also have the perspective. I also have the opinion that like every culture has really, really good food. It's about the way it's made, right? Like if you have bad food true. in any country, you'll be like, yeah, the food here is bad, but. Yeah, maybe you've had some lousy German shit. The really good German food is really good. And the really good food everywhere is really good. Yeah, I, I agree. There's so. no country that's going to just have shit food. You'll like something at some point. I mean, maybe if you go to like uh, the outskirts of civilization and they only eat insects, then that's probably the one I won't like. Yeah. Uh, I think I'll go out and say that. I think the least palatable for you would be middle of the desert cuisine. Scorpions. Yeah. yeah. Sounds off. Probably. Okay, cool. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of the episode. Thank you for watching, ladies and gentlemen. This was episode 96, powered by Elgato. Thank you again for powering Meow. this episode. Until next time, Elgato Suns fan. Elgato means the cat. Sorry. I, yeah. And okay. Cinder. Yeah, right. people don't know that's yeah. what it means. Until next yeah. time, Suns fan, Cinderin, goodbye. I, you screwed Bye. up my outro. Subscribe. Bye. See ya. Subscribe. We say things that don't mean anything. But thanks for listening. Yeah.